Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio here on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright. Today is May 15, 2015, and we're very pleased that you're joining us. And we have the distinct pleasure, privilege, and opportunity of talking with Larry McMillan of McMillan Analysis Corporation. Larry talks to us from their headquarters in Morristown, New Jersey. Larry, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks a lot, Charlie. So for those who may not recognize Larry's name, he is the face of options trading in the investment world. He's a trader, an author, a newsletter editor. He has an asset management firm, all on the subject of options. His book, Options as a Strategic Investment, is one of the best-selling books of all time on options and is considered the Bible of options trading. Also, Larry writes for Forbes, Chicago Board of Options Exchange, Barron's, Market Watch, and publishes five newsletters simultaneously, all on options trading. So, Larry, obviously you have a love affair with options. Tell us how that got started and where it's at today. It's kind of funny. I was in grad school at the University of Colorado, and that was in 1970. One, I guess, one seventy-one, seventy-two, and uh, you, those in those days, the Denver uh, Broncos had a free ticket policy, or not free, but they had a uh, to the public you public could buy tickets. So I got in this line; it was literally a mile long. <clears throat> I mean, uh, and of course, it was a mile high because I was in Denver. So I jumped in a bookstore and bought some book. Uh, it actually, kind of had a corny title like you know how to make a million. But it was really about convertible bond trading, which was my first introduction to derivatives. And I really liked it. I thought it was a great concept. And I started trading those myself. Then the next year, the CBOE started, and I started trading uh, listed options at that time. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, shortly thereafter, I, I moved. I got a job with Thompson McKinnon uh, brokerage firm on Wall Street. And... A couple of years after that, I, I wrote the book Options as a strategic investment, and then started. Uh, then I became a, tr a prop trader with their money for uh, the next ten years or so. Um, I had a slight detour <laughs> at uh, Prudential Base for a couple of years, but then I started this firm in 1990. So that's the short summary of that. Okay. So tell us, Larry, why do you find options to be such a productive way for people to invest? Well, they're basically, they're very diverse. I mean, you can do whatever you want to. If you, you can speculate, you can uh, protect, you can um, you know, set up uh, hedges. And I'm, you know, I'm a math guy. My major's in math, and I'm looking usually at the options as um, 
some way to put the odds in my favor. You know, it's kind of trying to be a little bit more like the casino than the uh, player at the casino. So, um, you know, I, I have um, structured most of my strategies that way. And, that's, and, in fact, that's why everything we do is really a strategy, uh, not a speculation. I mean, of course, everybody speculates and people like to speculate and things like that. And then that's okay with a little bit of your money, but not, not with the real money, you know. You know, often I, I talk to people about options, and they say, oh, that, that that's far too aggressive for me. And they think of these out-of-the-money options that people buy for three to six months later, and uh, that typically people lose all their money on. And, right. uh, in fact, they think of the calls out of the money, so the market has to rise significantly to uh, get to that strike price, and then and then they have to increase that by the price of the option. So they've got to have a significant increase before it happens, and but before they make any money, and so they're typically not profitable. So your strategies are not like, don't work like that, correct, from what you say? Right. Yeah, we're mostly the people selling those options, too. <laughs> yeah, to people on an opening transaction. There are options you can you can sell an option to begin with. Your first transaction does not have to be to buy it. So we're selling the options, uh, watching them waste away, and you know keeping the premiums. That's that's the essence of uh, a lot of the things that we do. Sometimes we're heads. We don't just go out there and sell them. You know, uh, naked. It's called if you're not heads. But we, uh, but we are generally, uh, for the most part, sellers of options. So you have uh, five different newsletters. Do do they make specific recommendations on specific stocks and say buy this, uh, buy the 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 ninety day option on this stock, um, or, or or do they just educate? Well, what do these newsletters do? Uh, they all have recommendations. Um, you know, I'm, it's always on my feeling that uh, people want recommendations. You know, they wouldn't bother subscribing to the newsletter. I mean, uh, some education is fine, and we do uh, quite a bit of educating as well. But we're really, uh, you know, in there to to help people, um, you know, trade and you know, trade in a sensible way and and make. Uh, you know, make money doing it so that they're they're on our side of the trade rather than, than the other. But we do uh, have some option buying strategies that we use, but, um, you know, as I said, a lot of people, you know, like to just speculate. But for the most part, we uh, our, our most serious customers um, adhere to our option selling strategies. Okay. Now, you know, I first was introduced to you about eight or nine years ago at an investor's conference where you gave a presentation on options trading, and that uh, that really opened my eyes to the opportunity of options trading. So can you give us a, li- a, a, a little more specific idea of in, in your asset management firm, what are the kinds of strategies more specifically that you apply in selling options? Well, uh, our main uh, uh, impetus is that we sell put options uh, on the S&P 500 index. So index options are traditionally overpriced. The put options are overpriced, and they have been really since the crash of 87 because uh, people at that, that woke everybody up to just how powerful the market could be on the downside. And the only way to really hedge yourself is to buy puts uh, before 
trouble hits. I mean, I've often told people if you wait until the trouble is already happening, then it's trying. To, it's like trying to buy fire insurance when your house is already on fire. It's pretty expensive at that point. So, if you buy it ahead of time, of course, then it's less expensive. But people, because there's a preponderance of buyers of these out-of-the-money puts, uh, they do make them overpriced on a theoretical basis. So we sell them, and that's that's the crux of our strategy. Um, we hedge our sales in a number of ways. Uh, one of which is. With the new volatility products, we buy calls on volatility, uh, to, which you can do on, listed, on the listed markets. We do that to hedge ourselves as well. And uh, we also do some put spreads in there um, so that it's not just naked puts. But for the most part, we're taking in a credit. So every time we do a trade, whether it's a spread or it's a hedge or whatever, we're taking in credits. And as time passes and nothing bad happens, we keep the credits. And that, that's essentially our, our profit. Um, even a month like last month, which seemed pretty dull, like not too much was going on, and that was good for us, uh, we, we had a, a 9% month last I'm sorry, a 2% month last month. We were up uh, 9% in the first quarter. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like you're kind of just running around picking up nickels or something, <laughs> but it really um, it, it does accumulate. Well, that's the name of the game in selling uh, options, especially selling puts. Uh, you gain just a little bit every time or every month, and, uh, and it works. Um, what, uh, in, in, uh, well, what role does options education play in your in your services? Are you primarily an asset management firm where people come to you to manage those assets? Or do you like to be primarily an education firm? Are you primarily more uh, a stock picking and, and uh, newsletter writing firm? What's the major emphasis of your firm? Uh, right now, uh, our largest revenue is from the sale of the paid newsletters. But uh, money management, we've really tried to increase that in the last um, two to three years. And so it's moving uh, up the list to where it's in uh, number two position. Uh, we also do, you know, a number of educational uh, kind of things with uh, the book that I wrote and, and um, videos and that sort of thing. And, and you know, those are um, they're nice, but uh, you know, it's not something that we're that's not our, our main um, impetus. We're we're really concentrating on the money management and the money management and the newsletters really kind of go hand in hand uh, because a lot of times people will see the kind of things we're recommending in the newsletters, realize that you know they don't have time to do it themselves, and so they contact us about you know doing the strategies uh, <clears throat> for you know for them. Okay. Now you've talked to Larry uh, here today about uh, options on the equities market and the S and P five hundred. Uh, and so there are options on equities, there are options on futures, there are options on commodities, options on currencies. Which ones of those do you get involved with? Um, in our managed accounts, we, we do uh, the strategy with either futures options where we're selling the e-mini futures puts, or we do it on the other side of the coin, the uh, regular index options where we're selling SPX or spider puts. Same strategy. But with the futures, we do use a little more leverage than uh, with that, than in the uh, non-futures accounts. So the futures accounts, well, you know, leverage can work either way. Right. But, uh, but so far, it's uh, made the futures accounts 
um, a little bit more profitable than the non-futures accounts. But we always caution people that, you know, that that, that could change. They should really analyze what they want to do before they uh, just choose what's been doing the best thing. That's not always what's going to be doing the best thing. Right. So do, do you do any commodities or currencies in the futures market? You know, in our newsletters, we do make recommendations in those things. But in our managed accounts, uh, we pretty much stick with the uh, straight uh, strategy. A few years ago, we tried to uh, get involved with hedge funds, and we tried to market one of our own, and we just couldn't really seem to do it. And then someone else came to us and said, well, we'll market it. You you trade it. So we said, well, that's a good idea. So uh, we attempted to do that, and, and they were having trouble with it, too. So I, I don't know if it's uh, just an institutional thing that we're – you know, we're not that tuned into or something, but we found that our clients are high net worth individuals in general, and they really uh, like the format that we're using, which is we're managing individual accounts, and they can see the account, they can see the, at, at the brokerage firm, they see the trades, they see the money in the account every day, they see the value of the account, so there's no Bernie Madoff stuff going on or anything like that. And uh, that's been a successful um, approach for us. So that's that's pretty much the one uh, we're sticking with. And in, in, to answer your question specifically, when we went to that approach, we realized that you know you can't just go to a person and say, "Well, I'm going to do the best option strategy that's available today." I mean, it sounds great, but in reality, if you're asking somebody to um, invest money with you, that's too vague. You know, pe- people just don't respond to that. You know, it sounds good on paper or whatever, but, you know, it doesn't work. So when we went to uh, doing the S&P put strategies, you know, we stick with the one specific strategy. People can understand it, and it, that that's really worked out uh, the best for us. Yeah, you know, I'm sure different people have different stories about how, you know, what, what works best for them, but that that's what's really kind of... Gotten us, gotten our money man, management program uh, working. Well, us. and you know, I can understand that because that you know, selling puts and then uh, uh, hedging that via the VIX—that's something that people can put their arms around and understand fairly quickly in terms of options. Whereas many of the spreads and many of the other uh, other things, uh, they, they really can't. Larry, we need to take a short break. Uh, hold on right there. We're talking with Larry McMillan of McMillan Analysis Corporation. And you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. And we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Larry McMillan, the face of options trading of McMillan Analysis Corporation. And, Larry, uh, you told us about uh, 
what your strategies are. What well, what is the best market condition for this particular strategy that you're currently using? Well, the strategy can make money, in theory, in all markets, even in a badly declining one. But uh, the best for us is a sideways to slightly declining market, uh, like we had, say, in January of this year. I don't know if you remember. It was a lot of churning going on, some fairly uh, volatile moves, but no no follow-through. So, you know, market would drop a couple of percent and go up a couple of percent and kind of jumping around like that, that that was one of our best months um, that we've had because uh, the premiums, uh, since it was volatility, the premiums were large that we were selling, so we were taking in more credits. But since the market really didn't go anywhere, we were um, you know, able to keep those credits and, and not have to cover them or, or make a further adjustments somewhere down the line. Okay. So so I, and th- th- that's what I expected you to say, but, but you are to some degree hedged in the event of a significant uh, bear market over a fairly short period of time, correct? Right. We own these Dix calls, as I said, and uh, those things will really kick in uh, nicely if trouble hits. I mean, uh, we were not running the strategy per se. Uh, we were running it in our newsletters, but not in managed accounts in 2008. But the market, when it dropped that fast, like it did in October 2008, the VIX calls were so powerful that they made up not only all the losses in naked puts, but actually uh, introduced gains on beyond that. So um, the, the power of, uh, of volatility is pr- pretty large. You know, the, I guess you would say the volatility of volatility can get pretty high. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know the, again, that's something the client can get their arms around fairly quickly and and basically understand. And it sounds like uh, a fairly uh, e- easy strategy uh, to to implement. I remember years ago I was attending uh, uh, an, an investors conference, and there was a guy making a presentation on a fairly complex uh, trading strategy using options, and somebody asked him. Uh, where did you get this strategy? And he said, I got it out of Larry McMillan's book. Uh, and he gave the page number of the book. And it was one uh, using volatility, and it was it was complex here. And so uh, I can understand that you certainly know these complex strategies, but you have selected for your clients, these high net worth individuals, one that they can understand fairly easily. And I, and I can recognize the benefit of that here. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't think any of them are going to run off and do the strategy themselves. No, no, no. (laughs) Not not if they're smart here. So you've told us about the best market condition for your strategy. What's probably the worst market condition for your strategy? The worst one would be if the market goes down and volatility does not go up. Uh, That won't happen from a level like where we are right now. The market is high and volatility is low, so if the market goes down from here, volatility will go up. But uh, if you go back to January, uh, February of 2009, so after we've had the financial crisis and the market got crushed and volatility had already exploded to the upside, now volatility was pretty high. It was around the 50s or mid-40s, I guess, at that time. If you'll recall, the market tried to rally in January of 2009, but it couldn't, and it fell pretty sharp down into the bottom, which was March of 2009. 
Well, that market was falling there for about six weeks. Volatility really didn't go up much. I think it went from maybe like 45 to 50. That that would be a problem for us because then, you're, in theory, you're not making any money on the volatility side, but you are losing on the uh, on the make it put side. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's not like you lost a fortune or anything, but you, you know that that is a uh, a potential problem. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I I can see that. And yet that that's a very rare occurrence, correct? I mean when prices fall, volatility rises. Exactly. So it would have to come at the end of what was already basically a a kind of disaster time, you know. Okay, in which case you would have already been in those long calls. Um Right, right. So and you've already made the, uh, already made the money. Okay. Right. Some money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So so tell us, Larry, uh, you know, volatility uh, has been very low for some time, which means options premiums have been very low. So is is uh, especially on uh, on the VIX, especially on the uh, on the S&P 500, uh, wouldn't it be more productive to use your strategy on commodities or on something that has higher volatility and higher option premiums to collect? Well, the problem with trying to use the strategy elsewhere is that we don't have a volatility hedge anywhere except in the S&P 500, uh, at least a, an option volatility hedge. There are some volatility features on some other markets, like the emerging markets, uh, the NASDAQ, the Russell, a few of those. They're not real liquid, but those don't have um, options. They just have the futures. So... Uh, if we just hedge with the futures, then, then that presents a different kind of risk that I don't really want to introduce into the accounts. Because if I buy a call and it expires worthless, I know what I can lose. But if I buy a futures contract as a hedge, now I've got a bigger problem if, if volatility goes down. And so I don't really want to do that. But there, there are no gold volatility options or, you know, silver volatility options or anything like that. There will be someday, I'm sure. But at the current time, there aren't. So I'm, I'm not really interested in, any, you know, I'm not interested in the market that doesn't offer me the ability to hedge with uh, volatility calls. Well, and, and all of that certainly makes sense, and I can see why you're known as the, the, the face of options trading in the industry here. So tell us, Larry, in regards to your strategies, what keeps you awake at night? Uh, well, I guess, you know, it's a, a variation of that same thing, but, um, you know, a, a sharp market drop that isn't necessarily uh, countered by a rise in volatility, and um, even more so, I suppose, if it happened in, the, you know, the wee hours of the night. Although um, now they are trading the volatility uh, futures and options um, nearly all night long, so I, I, I can kind of get by with uh, without having to worry about not being, you know, kind of being locked out of the market uh, overnight. But, um, you know, I mean, the closest that we maybe had to that was, I mean, a couple of years ago when the, there was a bombing in the subway in, uh, in London, if you recall that one. Yes. That was in 2011. And, you know, the the markets dropped very sharply overnight. At that time, we couldn't trade them overnight. So uh, I, I was just kind of locked up. I couldn't, I couldn't really do anything until 
the next morning. As it turned out, the market recovered the next morning, and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So, you know, that was that was just lucky. <clears throat> but now that they're trading these products more overnight, um, there's less risk of, of something like that happening. But still, that does worry me you know, that something like that could happen. Okay, and we can certainly see why. So tell us, Larry, uh, for our listeners who may not be uh, familiar with you, and but in, but they're interested in trading options, where would you recommend that they start in the, in the various books and newsletters and education things that you have to offer? Well, most people start with uh, the book Options as a Strategic Investment. That's the one that's in the fifth edition and was written, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of traders on Wall Street have started with that book, um, so it's still a good starting point, and it's probably your your cheapest starting point because it, it sells for I don't know forty or fifty dollars I guess on Amazon, or if you buy it from us, you get an autograph for another five bucks or something. But um, you know the, the the DVDs and those kind of home study courses they're they're more expensive. Uh, some people prefer, you know, the, the DVD approach, but the, the book still sells pretty well, and um, it actually sells very well. And it's just, um, you know, it's, I, I think the, the best starting point, really, for, for anyone. Um, beyond that, then, uh, you know, we have, a, we have the, our oldest publication is called the Daily, uh, I'm not sorry, not the Daily, just the Option Strategist Newsletter. We're in our 24th year publication of that one, and that's relatively inexpensive, about uh, $300 a year. It comes out twice a month, and, and there's, a, there's a little a weekly hotline that comes out, too. So that gives you the recommendations, and that's the only place where we really do some option education. You know, I write articles about various things that, you know, you might actually uh, learn something instead of just getting recommendations. Okay, well, thank you very much for that input. We, we appreciate it. So tell us, how can people get a hold of uh, Macmillan Analysis Corporation? Uh, well, our, our regular website is uh, optionstrategist.com. There's just one S, you know, option, singular, strategist.com. And uh, from there, you can get to our money management site, but if you want to go directly to the money management site, that's Macmillan Asset. Uh, com. So uh, that would be the best place to start. There are free trials available um, for a number of uh, our products, uh, the, the daily newsletters and what have you, so that you don't have to you know, spend money right away without really understanding what you're getting into. You can uh, take a, a week or two free, fr- uh, free trial and um, you know, ascertain whether it makes any sense for you as a as a trader or as, as an individual. There's no free trial in the money management. <laughs> right, right, understood. Larry, uh, spell Macmillan for our listeners, will you? It's uh, M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Okay, okay. Well, So, Larry, final word for our listeners here today? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say if you're not using options, uh, at least learn about them because... They really are um, a terrific product that, that gives you so much flexibility in everything you do. And it's it's the way to uh, sleep at night, really. I mean, you, you can guard against uh, over, you know, undue risk, and you can pretty much uh, set up a lot of different things in your portfolio that, that 
you know, the options can protect you or protect your money anyways um, from um, a lot of evil things out there. Okay, well, thank you very much. Well, Larry, you, you certainly know about it, and we appreciate you spending time with us today. It's been our pleasure to talk with Larry McMillan of McMillan Analysis Corporation out of Morristown, New Jersey. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we wish you happy and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.